Today's program is brought to you by Magic Mind, the world's first productivity drink. Well, that's a bold claim, but this is a bold drink that fits all its essential ingredients into a two-ounce shot. Proven ingredients like lion's mane for memory elasticity, cordyceps mushrooms for natural energy, and essential hormones like vitamin D3. Did you know that roughly 80% of Americans are vitamin D deficient? Another reason to make Magic Mind a part of your morning routine or evening, I don't judge. Whatever you do at night is your business. Just make Magic Mind a part of it. Now here's some things they asked me to say. A two ounce shot gives you five to seven hours of sustainable productivity. Our magical combinations of 12 active ingredients, including nootropics and adaptogens, is scientifically designed by experts to improve energy, focus, mood, productivity, and decrease stress. Carbon Neutral USA startup based in Silicon Valley, so far we've helped over 5,000 people with procrastination, fatigue, brain fog, ADD, and much more. More info can be learned at magicmind.co slash learn and at magicmind on Instagram. 10% off if you enter your email plus additional discounts if you get a subscription. Once again, magicmind.co. Try it for two weeks and feel the difference for yourself. To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. No, I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no clue and I don't care. Everybody liked Blanche. Because Blanche was a pig who took it in the ass. Did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? What the f*** is my ex-girlfriend who I despise calling me? A lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that Italian leprechaun. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here from the Spare Parts Studios. Like, subscribe, share, donate, PositiveSarcasm.com, slash donate, any amounts appreciated. If you want to go ahead and check out the Weeble app, use the description in the link, the link in the description down below. That way you'll get some free stocks and I'll get some free stocks. It's a great way to start your portfolio for the new year and get the party started early. Go ahead, check that out in the description down below. Also, uh, if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. This episode, uh, for the final time, is brought to you by Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.co slash learn for more information. If you want to try a very little drink that will boost your energy and your brain capacity, by all means, give it a give it a shot. A shot. <laughs> I'm burning the midnight oil tonight. Um, once again, magicmind.co/learn for more information. Try it for two weeks and feel the difference for yourself. Thank you very much to Magic Mind. I appreciate you sponsoring this uh, this podcast for the duration. Um, you're you have a great product. I wish you all the best and. I'm here if you need me. Simple as that. Thank you very much. Now on to the stupidity. Okay. Here we go. Hey, new watch. Um, so anyways, I'm sorry. I've been racking my brain for the past couple hours regarding this Microsoft Excel spreadsheet that I've been working on because I'm really trying to kick 2023 in the fucking balls this year. Um, or in the or in the box, I don't judge. So I'm like, okay, where can this twenty dollars go? Where can this twenty dollars go? What am I gonna do if I'm gonna take out a loan so I can upgrade the Mustang and do all the restoration for it? So it's like, all right, I'm gonna take out, do this, and get the money for that. How quickly can I pay it off? Can I pay it off in thirty weeks? And it's like I only got a couple grand in actual credit card debt. I can pay that off by June. I can have absolutely no debt whatsoever before the end of the year even end of the year even rears its ugly stupid head. I'm like, I got no issues there i mean it's it, it's i really i'm looking at the spreadsheet it's like oh man i can kick so much ass this year i mean i don't know maybe it was the alcohol talking when i um when i got into that freaking jacuzzi over at the york harbor inn but you know what it seems to keep drag i i really do believe i i drank the kool-aid that night and i i'm totally confident of the things that i can accomplish by the end of this year and 
whopping things that I can accomplish at the beginning of 2024. Um my life is no longer a pipe dream, so I really do look forward to the things I can accomplish this year. And, you know, me being a Jew and all, I am a terrible accountant, but I think I got I think I got some stuff this year that I really I can uh I can hang my hat on. Um so I think I can I think I can pull it off. I think I I think I got I think I got it this year. You know, I just did my tax return too. I I used to get like like thousand dollar tax returns and stuff like that. This year, not so much. I'm getting back a grand total of ten dollars. I'm getting back ten dollars this year. What the fuck am I gonna do with that? Hmm. I mean, I I don't get me wrong. I, what, am, what am I gonna do with it? I'm gonna buy a package of chicken. That's what I'm going to do with it. That's exactly what we do with it. I'm going to buy a package of chicken breast with the $10 that the federal government is, is quote, giving back to me. After the 5000 that I gave them, that's what they're giving back to me. It's $10. Thank you for your service. Go fuck your mother. Um, okay, fine. Whatever. If that's how we're going to play this, that's how we're going to play this. Um, so that's where I am. I've, been, I've just basically... That's where I've been the, the earlier part of this evening is making sure that I had plenty of coffee in my system so I could focus on this spreadsheet to get going for the new year. Um, and that is important. It really should. You should be like – you should start this year be like, okay, here's what I got coming in. What do I want to do next year? And it's like if you don't know what you want to do next year um, – well, shit, figure something out. Where the fuck do you want to do? It's like people – a lot of times they don't if they don't have a goal they're not going to set aside things for it the idea is though is like okay i want to come up with something by 2024 i want to have the option of start thinking about new things that i haven't thought about in 2024 the first thing you got to do is eliminate the things that are holding you back if it's debt okay get rid of the debt if it's your living situation figure that part out so it's like eliminate all the things that are boundaries for you and then it's like your opportunities well maybe i can do this now so it's like I'm, that's where that's where my head is right now. My stupid little head, my stupid little place. What are you doing, Chase? You pass. He is just leaning over the love sack right now, just completely like he just wants to go to bed at this point. But not right now. Not for another 30 minutes. Um, so that's where we're at. Now, once again, if you want to go check out all things PS, go to positivesarcasm.com. Look all over there. Check it. You know, you got the posing music. You got the movie reviews. You got the the, the original YouTube channel. You got the the music uh, reaction stuff. You have questions, concerns, comments. You can email me through the website, the contact section, or you can hit me up directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. I want to start off by having just a little bit of fun seeing. You know, since the since the uh, holiday break, I have uh, accrued. A couple things uh, in the Instagram replay uh, area that I, I actually look forward to sharing with you. I don't even have to do it anymore. I just have to hit this thingy. Okay, so why don't we go ahead and crank this bad boy up. And then let's go over here to the article monitor, open that up, and let's see what we've compiled from recommendations and stuff over the past few weeks. For my future. A good college, a career, maybe even my own business someday. But one thing I'm not planning on is getting pregnant. That's why I choose anal sex. I mean, sure, it hurts a little, and I wind up walking funny for a day or two. But I think my future's worth it. See, she's got it all figured out. Take it in the butt. Yeah. Pregnant. I choose anal sex. Anal sex. I mean. <laughs> so there you go. There's that one. Um, so that's a that we start off now. Um, let's see. Oh, some definitely some racist shit from Family Guy. Why not? Signal. I need to cut across eight lane. None. I turn now. Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> Moving on. What are the hell? Which one was this? Ooh, what was that? Oh, 
that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, first off, fuck that kid. Fuck that kid. That's like $1,000 in video games. And if you're really flipping over, I mean, you had every opportunity to change change the course of everything right then and there. You chose to do nothing. I'm never going to. Can't get a job. Can't get a job. Great. Good. Now you've got no video games. Fuck you. I'm sorry you lot you're, you're no longer going to be able to get your place in Zelda, but it's not my problem. That is a I, I want to watch that one more time cuz that made me feel so much better about everything. Look at all those games. What is this What is this what is that? What is this gonna do? Mowing my games over. <laughs> Maybe you'll quit playing for a while, get a job, pay some of your bills. I'm never gonna quit playing! He's having it! I feel so much better. Maybe I'll feel better. Let's see, what's this? Little children, I will help. <laughs> Not to fear, little children, I will help. Not to fear, little children, I will help. Ah, oh, that's great. Oh, let's keep the party going. Oh, this is a classic. I love this one. This one is, this is one of my favorite memes of all time. This is from a movie called Sabotage with Arnold. Where's the money? Don't fucking scream at me. Where's you the money? You dumb fuck you. <laughs> Look at you. With your fucking 48% body fat and you scrounder little bastard. Fuck you guys. Go to the gym. Fuck you guys. Don't fucking scream Don't at fucking me. Don't fucking scream at me. Where's the money? Fuck you. Look at you. With your fucking, fucking 48, 48 body fat. fat and you scrounder little bastard. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh. Remember, um, I did... There was some Mr. Rogers stuff that I did last week that apparently got 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 a. There was some Mr. Rogers stuff that I reviewed uh, a couple weeks ago that got a little traction on Facebook. Well, here we go again. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies. Yes, boys are boys from the beginning. That's right. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you're born a boy, you stay a boy. What are the odds of that? (laughs) There you go. That somehow made its way onto Facebook and stayed there, which is great. Um, <laughs> oh, and finally, uh, here's a fireworks show in San Diego where a computer glitch caused the entire 18-minute show to go off in 25 seconds. Boy, imagine if you did that in bed. You blow your girlfriend across the parking lot. I'm going to be honest with you. That's probably like watching a first round knockout in a Mike Tyson fight. So, I mean, people, here's the thing. Uh, Most firework shows are like 20 minutes long. So, are you really going to get all of it? But that's, you were there for that. That's the cool thing is you had your phone out. Ooh, ah. And then quickly just, you know. And it's like, holy shit. And it was probably loud as fuck. I mean, the app probably registered on the Richter. I mean, listen to the sound of that. (laughs) 
I mean, that is that is probably one of the coolest fucking things you'll ever see in your entire life is that shit going off. 18 minutes. So 18-minute show went off in 25 seconds. That is so cool. I mean, look at look at this comment from Riley Sully 22. Mediocre 18 minutes or possibly the most memorable 25 seconds of your life. <laughs> I bet he said that more than once. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's like literally going to like a boxing match and then it's like a first round knockout. So um, there we go for some Instagram stuff. I did want to get to this article uh, about Michael Bay, director and producer Michael Bay, before we go ahead and close up. Go ahead, go ahead and close up shop with Q and A. Um, let me pull up Michael Bay's, uh, let me go to IMDb real quick. If you guys, I mean, everybody thinks Michael Bay and they automatically think, um, the hell do you call it? What is it? Transformers. And then they're like, I fucking hate Michael Bay. It's like, listen, he's one of the greatest action movie directors of all time. So before you go talking total shit about Michael, whoa, hey, calm down, calm down, calm down. Where the fuck did he go? Where the fuck did my shit go? Hold on. Michael Bay. I click on him. There he is. Okay. So, um, he's got some, he's got a huge extensive career. He's, he's made some shitty movies. Let's be perfectly honest with you. So Michael Bay, when he, he first got huge, huge, when, let's see, let's go down to, it was like the early nineties. Come on, keep going, keep going. Oh, come on. There's way more than that previous. What the fuck? This thing, are you serious? What did they all of a sudden get? I want to see all of them. Expand below. Thank you. Come on, come on, come on. No, he's got more than that. This is bullshit. What What happened? Oh, okay, now we're back. I'm sorry. Got a little carried away. So, okay, great white. You know what's funny? He does have... Um, there were some directors like Mick G who started out making music videos, but apparently Michael Bay had the same thing. So he started – he was directing movie – he was directing music videos also. Uh, let's see. Miami Vice. This is all acting shit. So da 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 Bad Boys 2, Crappy Car Drive. No, no. Okay, that's his acting career. So he started off mi- directing music videos. He did Richard Marks. He did Poco, Tyler Collins, Greg Allman, Donnie Osmond, uh, Faster Pussycat, uh, Colin James, the Neville Brothers, Donny Osmond, Chicago. What else? Sticks. He did a video centerfold of Carrie Kendall. Oh, good for him. Play that funky music. Vanilla Ice. He directed Vanilla Ice. He did Up All Night by Slaughter. That's definitely up his alley. Um, let's see. Sticks. Did Poco again. Donny Osmond again. He did Great White. Um, aren't they dead? I'm pretty sure all of Great White is dead. Which band died in that fucking uh, fire? Great White Club Fire? Were they the ones that died in the club fire? Yeah. Great White. They're the band who died in the Rhode Island Club Fire. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that was them. Um, So he... Oh, where's my thing? There we go. Yeah, so he directed all the House of Lords. He did a Great White music video. Tina Turner... Young MC, more great white videos, Winger, Tina Turner again, Lionel Richie, uh, Meatloaf, Meatloaf again, more Meatloaf, Ma the Meatloaf. And finally, so he did all these music videos that he directed. So he's used to like action and cut scenes and, you know, making the music add. He's, he's very good at that. So his cinematography for music was excellent. And then essentially he got his, his his shot with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence in Bad Boys. So that was his first – that was his directorial debut for actual movies. And shortly after that, he did The Rock, which is arguably one of the greatest action movies of all time. Nicolas Cage, Sean Connery, uh, Ed Harris, um, one of the – I mean – Still is, to this day, one of the best action movies of all time. And rumored to have been, like, the final uh, James Bond movie that was played by Sean Connery. So there's, like, a way – because it, it kind of ties in. So obviously James Bond was – he worked for MI6, 
And this uh, this character in The Rock that was played by Sean Connery also worked for British British intelligence, and he was locked up, and then blah 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 blah. So they there's supposed there are articles out there, there are blogs out there that say that the movie The Rock is actually a Bond movie. So there's that's something to consider. So The Rock he did that. He did Armageddon. He did Pearl Harbor, which apparently nobody liked. He did Bad Boys 2, which was actually really good. He did The Island, which was underrated. And then that's when he started to get into Transformers, and people started to be like, well, the first one people liked. The second one I loved, but everybody hated. Dark of the Moon wasn't that great. So he he took in a lot of advertisers in order to make these Transformers movies. But then he did. He did. He still does make a lot of good like he was still making good movies um apparently six underground was a good movie i haven't seen it uh ambulance which i haven't seen but he did while he was making the transformers movies he did pain and gain with mark Wahlberg and the rock and um what's his nuts who was in the avengers that was a very good movie it was fun it was very michael bay ish but it was based on a true story based on true events and then he did 13 Hours, which was a great movie. That was about the Benghazi incident. That was a great movie. Great movie. Lots of fun. Very action-packed. So that was a lot of fun. So he did that. He did 13 Hours. He did Pain and Gain. Um, and then, But everybody right now, they just think of him as like the Transformers director. Now, is he still doing Transformers? Now, have the Transformers movie gotten progressively worse? Yes, they have. So... Transformers Dark of the Moon was okay. Age of Extinction was bad. The Last Night was awful. So hopefully, um, t- he has some movies in development right now. He uh, Right now, um, he also was a producer for a couple other things. Like He was a producer on some of the Purge movies, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the Ouija movie, a couple other things. And... He also, I believe he has, so upcoming movies, Little America, The Raid, Apartment 7A, Armored, A Quiet Place Part 3 that he's a producer on, um, excuse me, and then Transformers Rise of the Beasts, which I don't, I don't know if he's directing that or, nope, that's director Stephen Cappell Jr. So I don't know what their plan is as far as, uh, I mean, Michael's, Michael Bay's future. I mean, he's – I don't know if he's worn out his welcome per se, but he's still producing a bunch of shit. So he's got money. He's got time. And he's apparently a very demanding director. He's a very de- demanding director. He's known for cut scenes and crude humor and giant explosions and a lot of giant explosions. Um, but I think when you compare them – when you compare him to other directors, he's got the same – when he's got the same win and loss column as all these other directors like Ridley Scott Ridley Scott's got some great movies and he's got some clunkers like in my opinion uh Prometheus was awful but Gladiator was amazing to me um as far as Christopher Nolan uh the Dark Knight was the dark uh, excuse me Batman Begins and the Dark Knight were incredible movies the Dark Knight Rises was clunky Interstellar was incredible and groundbreaking but dunkirk to me did nothing and well dunkirk dunkirk to me came up short tenant was interesting and i could understand it but at the same time i the i wasn't emotionally invested per se it just it just didn't work tenant didn't work where inception did so to me uh, Michael Bay is right there. Like I get it. A lot half of his transformer tra- uh, half of his transformer transformer movies sucked, but his other movies were really really good. Like for example, uh, Pain and Gain, really good. Thirteen Hours, really really good. So those are his recents. He did that was 26, 2013 and twenty sixteen. But it take but un- unfortunately these Transformers movies take up a lot of his time. There's months and months, if not years, of pre-production, in development, uh, you know, filming, post-production, 
it's a lot. It's a, it's a huge budget. It's a lot of time. You know, it's a long time, and he has to satisfy a lot of people to in order to get those movies done. So, why are we talking about it? And first of all, have accidents happened before on uh, Michael Bay, on Michael Bay sets? Yeah, absolutely. During the, the filming of um, Dark of the not Dark of the Moon, excuse me, Revenge of the Fallen. In China, there was a, a giant metal rope that apparently went through uh, one of the stunt doubles, one of the stunt or extras' cars, and apparently caused severe lacerations and facial damage to one of the the female, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, background actors. And she was like, I, I don't know if she's disfigured or whatnot, but she got like a huge sum of money. But those are huge like sets. His sets are gigantic, um, so he's known for that. But apparently there was another situation where he is now involved in possible criminal charges. And it's on – let's see. Let's go to the New York Post so because it's kind of – it's a little more updated. So Michael Bay has been charged with killing a pigeon in Italy, and he denies the claim. So Michael Bay is reportedly facing charges, and a bird was killed while filming there several years ago. What's the statute of limitations on killing a pigeon? Six minutes? He's allegedly facing charges uh, during a film shoot five years ago in Italy, but he's a dying. Okay, so acclaimed filmmakers now responding to the allegations. Quote, I am a well-known animal lover and major animal activist. No animal involved in the production was injured or harmed or in any other production I've worked in in the past 30 years. A national law makes it illegal to capture, harm, or kill wild birds in Italy, including pigeons, which are protected under the birds directive in the EU. Authorities reported the, uh, reportedly claim a protected homing pigeon was killed during the 2018 production of Six Underground. Allegedly, the bird was killed by a dolly during a take on the, on the set in Rome. An unnamed crew member allegedly snapped a photo and reported it to the police, source said. Um, we have clear, quote, we have clear video evidence, Bay said, a multitude of witnesses and safety officers that exonerate us from the claims. Uh, and disproves their one paparazzi photo, which gives a false story. While the ongoing case prevented Bay from explaining specifics, he said he felt confident we'll prevail. Bay claimed he was offered a deal to settle the case by paying a fine, but the 57-year-old stuck to his guns, refusing to plead guilty to having harmed an animal. While scenes were filmed in an array of locations around the world, IMDb lists multiple set locations in Italy. The action-packed blockbuster, released in 2019... Stars Ryan Reynolds and follows the story of a billionaire who recruits a team of six people to fake their deaths in order to serve up justice. This isn't the first time Bay has been publicly dragged. Actress Megan Fox bashed the filmmaker for his directorial note to just be hot on the Transformers set years ago. Well, I mean, sorry, Megan, it's kind of what got you into acting. So fucking deal with it. And I don't know what you're putting out lately, but after you left kind of the Transformers set, nobody's given a shit about you set since. I mean, you're dating pink boy Machine Gun Kelly, and that's about your claim to fame right now. Quote, he's like Napoleon, and he wants to create this insane, infamous madman reputation. He wants to be like Hitler on his sets, and he is, Megan Fox said in 2009, describing Bay as a nightmare. Um, Mike, I'll say, who am I talking to? Where am I supposed to be looking at? And he responds, just be sexy, she added. I get mad when pop people talk to me like that. Well, okay. Is that If that's all you have to offer to a set, then that's all you're going to get treated for. The interview was allegedly the catalyst for her termination from the Terminators cast, as the actress did not appear in the third installment. Director also allegedly body-shamed Pearl Harbor star Kate Beckinsale, she's pretty hot, uh, by asking her to exercise for her role following the birth of her child, although, she, he, although he didn't believe it to be cruel. Additionally, he allegedly once called Kate Winslet not overwhelmingly beautiful in her role in Titanic. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, he is a bit of a savage. I'll give him like apparently. Um, what was I gonna say here? The he is like Napoleon. The guy's six foot one. So don't compare the two. He's like Hitler on his sets. Okay, so he doesn't like Jews. There's no Jews on sets because I mean, if if Hitler was on a set, I mean that's kind of how he would be. Probably be really really demanding, uh, and probably wouldn't listen to Jews. So I don't know if that's the proper, you know, maybe be like more like Gordon Ramsay. That that that's probably a better thing. I don't know about the Hitler thing. That's a bit of a stretch. Um, but that's what you get there. So I guess they got really uh, strict animal cruelty laws, but 
I guess he says, fuck it, I'm not paying it. So maybe he's got it's it is one of those things that it's it, it just it just didn't happen. Or maybe the pigeon just died. You know, pigeons die all the time. They don't live very long. They're not very fucking smart. They're susceptible to diseases all the time. So yeah, there you have it. So I'm not really sure with this, where this is taking place. And why the fuck are my frame rates so goddamn slow right now? I mean, honestly, what else am I doing here? So I don't I don't know what that's going on. Oop, uh-oh. Too loud! Mixer! Shut up! There we go. Let's calm down a bit. Why do I got so much shit going on? Let me close that out. Yeah, I don't know why I'm only doing 15.9 frames a second. That's kind of weird. Um, let me go ahead and get rid of... Oh, it might be this Instagram stuff. Let me close that out. Yeah, I don't know. I need more computers. I don't understand. Sometimes I don't understand this whole this whole thing. Sometimes it's running great. Everything looks pretty good. But I really shouldn't worry about it. I bet you everything's fine. I really do. I bet you... I'm, I'm looking at... So what I'm looking at is my frames per second. And it's telling me that I'm only getting 15 point, uh, 16.98 uh, frames per second. Why? I have no fucking idea no idea i mean i don't know what is causing me to have such a low thingy right now like if i look at task manager it's like that looks pretty good that looks pretty good i'm only using half this i'm only using half my juice right now um so what's killing my processes right now the brave browser it's like okay brave 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 i bet you know what i do is if i go to OBS and I go set priority as high. Yeah, maybe that'll work. Anyways, we should probably move on here. Um, I do want to get to some Q and A. Uh, it is ba it is essentially besides the what do you call it? Besides the podcast that I did in Maine, this is essentially my first trip back into the for in the foray as far as podcasting so it's gonna be a little bit rusty for me to get back into it it is uh what time is it it's like 10 30 right now so we're just gonna keep going we're gonna close up shop with some q a and see if i still have enough brain power here to answer some questions by the way if you want to support this podcast in all of its stumbling glory go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated uh check out the weeble app of course and support all my sponsors and uh, it's also available on Substack now. I am now officially uploading independently to Substack. But this podcast is anywhere podcasts are available audio-wise. And if you want the video portion of it, facebook.com slash Sarcasm. Uh, but we are officially on Rumble. Look, look for us there, Positive Sarcasm. Let's go ahead and close up shop. Get right after it. Dig.com Q&A. I need your help in reclaiming my home. I'm an employee at a small consulting company. My boss plus three employees. We all live in the same town. There we go. See, my FPS just came shooting up. Now I'm almost at 30. What the fuck? It's just one of those things, I guess. Anyways, moving on. Um, I often see my boss and coworkers at social functions around town. We work from our homes, and there's no central office. I live in a very convenient location right downtown, and this has led to my house being used as a central location for businesses. For example, my home functions as a place for work people to exchange work materials and place to meet up and park vehicles before working uh, out of town. If my boss wants to meet in person, he invites himself to my house. He does Zoom calls from my house because I have a better internet than he does. He also makes me store large pieces of equipment when I push to get back against this. He says it's because I have a large house and a garage while uh, he lives in a small apartment. I had to train a new hire in my dining room, a five-day endeavor. One of my colleagues, who is considered a friend before she was hired here, has started imposing even more by asking me to make her coffee asking to borrow clothing from me and storing personal belongings at my place. When we go on work trips, she's also using my bathroom twice a day, a few days a week, when we meet at my house and start a day, work out of town, and we get back after the work day to pick up her car. I have dealt with some of my some of this by occasionally saying no or coming up with excuses as my husband is napping so he can't come over or I ran out of coffee filters so let's meet at a cafe instead. I also suggested my boss rent a local co-working space but he said it was too expensive. Okay. My boss and colleagues aren't getting the hint that I want my house to be off limits to them. Now I'm considering having a meeting with my boss to set some boundaries. Ideally, I do not want anyone at my house anymore for any reason. I'm happy to have my own 
home office where I complete where I complete my work. But I don't want my boss or colleagues to be at my house anymore. Period. Not even for non-work reasons at this point. How do I graciously set this boundary without seeming rude or unwelcoming? This has been going on for a year and a half. I have started job hunting, but it is a small, isolated town. There are a few opportunities. Um, well, at the end of the day, it's up to you. It's your house. You know? And if there are a few opportunities... I mean, if there's a few opportunities, that's the, that's the thing you're going to have to take into account. It's like, yeah, you maybe could lose your job. Maybe you could... Uh, uh, take a pay cut or maybe you're going to have to move or something to that occasion but if you are wanting to do this you don't, you don't have much choice here It's you want to reclaim your home I totally that's your sanctuary I'm, I totally get it My where I sleep where I hang out where I work out where I make coffee where I make food where I hang out with Chase where I do all these things, that's my sanctuary, and I don't want it disturbed. You know, especially by people who, nine times out of ten, annoy the piss out of you. So I get it. Well, do what's best for you. Go that route. Let's move on to the next one. How can uh, how can I convince my teenage son that his girlfriend's very quiet demeanor is a sign that their relationship is toxic? I have a 17-year-old son. They won't last long. Evan, who's brought over his girlfriend Rachel. Where's Rachel? Which is a first for him. Granted, I was meeting her for the first time, but I saw, but what I saw troubled me. Evan did almost all the talking, and there wasn't a single time Rachel voiced disagreement with him on anything. That a girl. She spent most of the time at home, wrapped around his arm and looking at him. I did eventually manage to get them in separate rooms so I could talk to Rachel a bit privately. But when I told her that she didn't need to kowtow to any man that I was on her and that I was on her side if Evan was stifling her, she pretended not to know what I was talking about. I am convinced this race relationship is extremely toxic, maybe even abusive, and I want my son to clean up both for his sake and for any woman he might date now or in the future, but I don't know how to go about it. This came out of nowhere for me. Normally he's such a sweet and respectful young man. What can I do? Wait, what? You Hold on. He hasn't done anything. So, Ev, hold on. Let's go back here. Evan did almost all the talking, and there wasn't a single time Rachel voiced disagreement with him on anything. Well, what about you? Did you voice disagreement on him, with him on anything? Well, first of all, she's young, so she doesn't have an opinion yet, really. She's young. She hasn't even gone to college yet. So what the fuck does she know? And she's nervous, so she's trying to be polite, and she's also at somebody else's house as a guest. I don't see anything wrong with Rachel at this time, and she does, maybe she doesn't know what you're talking about because her brain's not fully developed, and neither is Evan. And maybe they don't last, and maybe she breaks his heart or whatever. Believe me, if you think the relationship is toxic, she'll dump his ass, and that'll be that. If you do see something that is bad, then you'll call it out, but I don't think you're in a position to figure this out. Uh, where's the dad in all this? But I don't... I don't – there's nothing here. I think you're you're jumping the gun here. It's maybe even abusive. I, I don't know. I don't see it. You, you've already like gone zero to 100. She doesn't talk because she comes into your house. She's just trying to be polite. She's not there to insert her opinion. That's what you don't want. And if he's over at her house, he doesn't want to be the same thing. And he's obviously 17, so he's nervous. He feels like he has to do everything himself. He feels nervous, so he's just talking, 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 talking. I get it. Guys talk when they're nervous. So unless he's like, I don't know, smacking her around or telling her she's ugly or her ass is fat, F-A-T fat, you have to go look for it. If they're te texting too much or if she he's like overbearing. Remember, they're young. They're learning how to actually be people. And then on top of that, learning how to be in a relationship. So you kind of have to be like, you kind of have to chill and let it evolve as it is. If something becomes hazardous, then you call it out. It isn't there yet. Let's move on to the next one. Is it normal that my sister-in-law wants all the mothers attending her wedding to wear a specific color and style of dress? My husband's sister is getting married next year. Well, good for her. She's requiring all the mothers. mutters. Let's do that. She's requiring all of the mothers at her wedding to wear a specific color and a style of dress. 
I'm not in the wedding, so I assume that as a wedding guest, I would be able to pick out my own appropriate dress. However, I was told recently that my mother-in-law, her mother, the bride also wanted me and the other two sisters-in-law to wear the same color and style dress as the mother's. I was quite surprised. Since I've never heard of a bride requiring people that weren't in the wedding to buy a specific color and style of dress. I've, I have seven weddings to attend next year, so I was going to buy a couple of new dresses for the year and rewear them since different groups of people will be at different weddings. This now requires me to buy a specific type of dress I would not usually buy. I understand this when I'm a bridesmaid, but I have no idea. I have no such role in this wedding. This comes off really controlling to me and has not made me feel great because the way I was informed was strange. My mother-in-law mentioned it to me multiple times over the course of one day. I got married this past year and, and did not dictate what any of the in-laws or mothers had to wear at our wed to our wedding. Is it an unusual ask? Um, hmm. It's a good question. So... As far as like a dress code at a wedding, yeah, you have to dress nice. But if you're not part of the bridal party, why – I don't understand. Are we going to be taking pictures with all the mothers? If you're going to be part of the pictures, then that's one thing. But if you're not, then it's like wear whatever the fuck you want. What's she going to do? Is not tell you not to attend the wedding? Um, let me think here. I'm assuming you're going to dress appropriately anyways. But the thing is, you're not. You're right. I, I actually, I kind of get. I, I get what you're saying. You're not part of the bridal party, so you have no responsibility other than to show up, be polite, and wear nice stuff. But you don't have to wear the same freaking color. I think it's. I think it's controlling. I think it's a little too controlling. I see a lot of bridezilla here, and I kind of understand what you're saying. Um, you already got to buy the. You already got to buy like a wedding gift and make plain and make plans and arrangements to be there and. Yeah, I don't – if you're not part of the bridal party, there's no reason why you should have to wear uh, uh, what she tells you to. It's just – but it is a conversation worth having with them directly and then telling them be, – be, and then calling them be like, listen, I can't do this. Let the chips fall where they may. But you're not part of the par – you're not part of the bridal party, so you're not required to do anything. I've always said that, the bri the, the, that a wedding is about the bride and the groom, but you're not causing a fuss here. So let's move on to the next one. After losing a bet with a friend whom I relentlessly trash talked, how can I get out of the following through – get out of the following – get out of following through on terms of the bet? Oh, one of my good female friends graduated from college, from a rival college of mine. We love talking smack about who has a better football team. When her school loses games, I gloat. One time this year, I said her school had zero chance of winning against my school. I did this level of trash talking for two months, practically daily. She said, if I was so confident, then I should put it on the line. I told her, name the stakes. She said, if my school lost one game in particular starting January 1, I would have to post a picture of myself on social media in a thong every day for a year, holding a sign saying, my school sucks. Well, my school lost, and it was never close. She texted me during the game talking smack. I said the bet was just a joke. She said it was not and that she could show our friends our text receipts. I'm worried what people will say if I start posting the kind of content we discussed. My friends from high school and college plus my coworkers would see it. Is there any way I can get out of this? Uh, well, you're going back on a bet. You don't like – it's not good to go back on a bet. So break out them titties because, um, I mean, I'm assuming you're a guy, right? Or girl, excuse me. I mean – if you're a guy, you get a pony up the dough. You know, you just got to say, I'm paying off. People are going to see it and be like, what? And it'll be like, I lost a bet. I lost a bet. I'm owning. I'm, people will respect you for owning up to the bet. And they'll look forward to them titties. So uh, you can negotiate. But at the end of the day, you named it. And you were so confident. And this is why you don't talk shit about sports. Because this is the stupid things that happen because of it. You should have just, just shut up and watched the game. Because this is what happens. So I'd say pony up. Pony up, add a nice long caption, call it a day. 
Sorry, you, your team lost. Pony up. Let's move on to the next one. Am I overreacting for wanting to call the police on neighbors who are walking around naked in their own home? Ooh. I have heard and read stories about neighbors who forget they're in the buff while walking around their house without window coverings. I have never thought I would encounter it in my own neighborhood, though. Last week, I got proved wrong when I was taking my second grader son and a neighbor's fourth grade kid to the bus stop when we were waiting on a corner to cross the street, and I heard giggles from the two boys who had stopped in their tracks to stare at a woman and man walking back and forth in the picture window. Neither of them have on any clothing. Oh, no. I could not believe what I saw and grabbed the boys and headed on to the bus stop, where another mom asked what was going on with the giggling boys. Hee, 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 hee. When I told her, she burst out laughing, too, but I don't find the situation so funny. If people want to be nude in their own homes, I don't care, but for God's sakes, don't prance around where everybody can see you. My husband also found this funny, but I want to call the police and report it. Am I overreacting, or is everyone else underreacting? Um, I'd leave it alone. At the end of the day, it's, it's you're just going to make a situation worse. They're going to figure out what, what what's going on anyways eventually. I Leave it alone. And maybe they're exhibitionists. Who fucking cares? I mean, honestly... Who cares? It's of you're I, yeah no I, no no just it doesn't matter at all. I wouldn't worry about it in any way, shape, or form. I would just move on with your day. All right. Um, I think we're done here. Um, I want to thank you guys for you know sticking with me. And there there are some new subscribers. I you know legitimately I I, I don't know who you guys are, but hey you know. Feel free to chime in. I really appreciate it. You can email me questions, concerns, comments. You can go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the contact page, or you can email me through my my usual email, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. If you're looking for posing music for bodybuilding, uh, fitness competitors, female physique, classic physique, uh, you can email me. I'll help you out in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Shout out to Chris Santamaria and his team. Uh, Good luck to uh, all you guys this year. And, uh, of course, support my uh, support my sponsors, Magic Mind, and support uh, me through the Weeble app to click the link, the affiliate link in the description down below. All right. Dragging my way through this. It's been 45 minutes. It's a good time to close up shop. We'll get back at it next week after that. Um, you can find me anywhere where podcasts are available. Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, um, now on Substack independently, you can subscribe to me there. And if you want to, you know, see some of the things that I'm up to, facebookcom sarcasm or Rumble.com, look up Positive Sarcasm. In the meantime, through all of that, welcome to 2023. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing, donating. PositiveSarcasm.com/donate, and I will talk to you all next week. Recorded here. From the Spare Parts Studio, let's get after it. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. This is the year of no excuses.